We're bringing you all you need to succeed in the real estate business. It's Spilling the LT, brought to you by Lawyer's Title, telling you what it's really like to work in real estate. Welcome back to another episode. I'm your host, Tamara Gady. Today, we're going to talk about why should you buy a house now? But first, if you like my content, you're really going to love my escort team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs. And you can reach out to me on any of my social media platforms, which is also going to be another part of our conversation today. But first, today's guest is Patty Newby. She is the loan designer powered by Thrive Mortgage. She's been on the show before. So she, yeah. this is a welcome back episode for Patty. And she's extremely extremely knowledgeable about um, the, our topic today, right? And working with buyers in the market that we have right now. So welcome back to my show, Patty. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Well, this actually started because we have a little networking group lunch, right? Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about some of the topics that we're going to talk about today. And I was like, ah, I just texted you. And I was like, just come be on my podcast again, because sure. we need to talk about this stuff. And more people need to hear about it than our group, right? So I'm going to dive right in and we'll start with the first question, which was the topic of our podcast today. Is it a good time to buy a house right now and why? Absolutely. That's a big question. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer to that is it's always cheaper to buy a house now. Think about we were telling clients this a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, but now they're spending a lot more money to buy that same house. So the answer is absolutely yes. It's cheaper to buy a house today. There's not as much competition. You can actually sit down on uh, in your kitchen or wherever and think about that offer. Yeah. It is cheaper now. Well, and I think I think you hit one of the big things. I mean, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was now, you know, it was a frenzy, right? People oh. were, even though interest rates were in the two or three, that's part of the what caused the frenzy, right? Yeah. And so people were paying 150, 100K, 200K. I heard about half a million, no, 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 quarter of a million over in it's Austin. Nuts. It was nuts. I never want to do that again. I I <laughs> kind of enjoyed the robustness of the market. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about our realtors who well, were that's true. Yes. looking at 300 no, no, offers. No, everybody's hair and... was on fire, for sure. And I had realtors who was like, I can't work with buyers anymore because I can't get them into a house. They're standing in line. I know. You got 15 minutes to look at a house. Make a decision. I want to think about it. No, no there's no time to think do about that. it. <laughs> How far are you going Sign over? Sign the contract right now. I don't want to do that again. Yeah, and so, you know, I think Money is more expensive now, and and the and we're going to talk about the media, but it's making people uh, misunderstand mm -hmm. that it's a good time to buy a house, right? They are, you know. I think in the in the absence of enough facts, what are what are people going to do? They're going to get scared. Mm -hmm. Let's face it, we're at a twenty three year high. Interest rates are high, and they're going to. I believe they're going to stay high for a little while. But part of the media's goal, right? is to get enough attention so that they listen to them. And we talk to clients every hour that frankly are just misinformed. Mm -hmm. So it is our job, I think, as professionals in real estate and lending and our community is to inform the clients of what's real. Hey, rates are high, so you can't get around that. Mm -hmm. But how do we still achieve the payment and your payment goals and all your other financial goals along that, even though rates are short-term high today? Well, and you, can, you hit the nail on the head, short-term high. Because you can always refinance later, right? Absolutely. And so the the idea now is you buy the house that you you get to buy the house that you want. It's going to cost a little bit more in interest rate, but it's not going to cost you more in the sales price, right? 
Correct. But, and I, but I will share, we're still right now, some of my clients are in multiple offers today. Very, very area specific, but you're yeah. not wrong. Um, I, I just had a client lose a house for about 1.2 million. They were in multiple offers and um, we were not introduced to the client soon enough. And then we tried to help save the deal and, and we couldn't, we ran out of time. Got it. You know, but we are seeing those multiple offers. But if you buy your house now, are you going to pay more interest? Absolutely. So I ran some quick numbers at a half a million dollar purchase with 10% down with moderate credit score. Okay. And moderate in the DFW in Texas area is around 660, 680. So I'm just generalizing here. Okay. If you wait to buy a home until rates drop, imagine what's going to happen. All these folks, maybe your neighbors, maybe you, maybe your clients are sitting on the fence waiting until rates drop. So instead of you paying 500 for a house, are you going to pay 530, 540, 520? Maybe. Yep. There's going to be that frenzy again when rates drop down to six or mm -hmm. five or wherever they may drop down to. So you're going to pay more, which means your mortgage is going to be higher. Okay. And then at the same time, you're not going to have those year or two years where you're paying your mortgage down and then you're going to miss the appreciation on your home. Everything I'm seeing in the DFW and Texas market is we're still going to appreciate a little under four or a little over four percent. So if you have that desire to buy a home, you could be missing thirty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, and yep, on a half a million dollar home, you might pay about eighty four hundred dollars more in interest at a higher interest rate. Mm -hmm. Just ran some general numbers, but the upside is it's cheaper to buy now. It's cheaper to buy now, and you can always refinance, refinance. later. So how many times have we've heard? Date the rate, marry the house, date the rate, or is it date the rate, marry house? I can't remember. I don't know, right. but, the rate's, but the, the rate's but that's temporary, the temporary, right? And you know, even if you look back years, most people don't stay in the same mortgage for 10 years. That's mm -hmm. really rare. And yeah, if you do, there's programs five to seven for that. Years. Yeah. And look, I don't know that this is going to happen again, but you know, the people that bought in 2021 and early 2022, when it was top of the market, right? Mm -hmm. they're, if they want to sell their house now, they're trying to sell it for what they bought it for, but they don't realize that prices have dropped some, right? And so they're trying to get the same amount of money or they're trying to make a profit, which has this huge yeah. gap, right? So they're not, they can't sell their house for a profit, and, and be able to walk away easily, right? I think a lot of clients, at least of ours, they're selling the house for what they got it. Mm -hmm. So, and they're still appreciating. The problem is, I think we got used to having our houses $100,000 over value. Yeah. Now their agent is telling them, hey, sell at 480. And they're thinking, oh no, my house last year was worth 500. Well, it's worth 480 today. Right. But that doesn't mean they lost money. They may have got it for 450 or something like that. Well, the comps set the standard, right? I'll use my, my neighborhood, for example. I live in a new construction neighborhood in Salina, mm -hmm. but I moved in in 2018, right? So some of those people that moved in in 18, 19, 20, 21, they're all trying to sell their house, right? And so if you were to sell your house last year, you would have gotten about $50,000 more for it than you yep. would, would get for it today. Now that was being pumped by this overpayment of houses, right? It wasn't necessarily the market value right. of the house. It's just what Supply people were paying. Demand. Yes. Right. For the house. The problem is if you were going to sell that house for 50000 over and you were going to downsize, you're in great shape. Yeah. But so many people want to take their $300,000 house and buy five hundred. Mm -hmm. So if you lose five hundred or 50000 over here because you waited, what do you think was going to happen when you buy here? Those were the clients typically going 50, 75, 80,000 over. So 
if you're ready to sell your home for whatever need, I think it's cheaper to do it now. Get a great realtor and chat with them and do the homework. And the same thing on the buy side. It's cheaper yeah. to buy a house now versus wait. Yes, because prices are going to go up. And you can't do anything about the price you paid, but you right. can do something about the interest rate you're in. But you know what? This is the same conversation we've been having for the last four years, right? Well, that's true. Yes. <laughs> it's a version of it. Yes. <laughs> people kept wanting to wait till prices drop. They did not drop. And there's no indicators that I've seen that home prices overall are going to go down. Then they wanted rates to come down. I know. That, that may or may not... They'll probably come down, but when and how quickly, we don't know that timing. You know, it's the same conversation I was having with my best friend this weekend because she's not in real estate, but, you know, she's she's had this kitchen that she's wanted to remodel for like mm. five, six, seven, however long years it's been. And she's, I said, what is holding you up? Okay. <laughs> like you need to remodel this kitchen, sister. Yeah. Okay. What is holding you up? She's like, I'm waiting for prices to come down. And I said, what prices? What prices? <laughs> These aren't the prices. Right. They, welcome to life. 20, yeah, life. <laughs> These are the prices now. So you have to get your mind wrapped around. This is what it is. It's not going back to how that was five years ago. Right? Yeah. Cabinet wood's not cheaper. Right. Whatever you're going to do on your kitchen countertops, flooring, it's not cheaper. It's not cheaper. And guess what? It ain't going to be any cheaper. No. And you know what's funny? You talk about renovation is I don't know how many times clients delay for whatever reason. Then they want to list their house uh -huh. and the realtor says, oh, you have got to update this 20-year kitchen. Yeah. They update it and then they list it and they haven't had time to enjoy it. All uh, right. And I'm anyway, I got to, we got to keep chipping away. It's, at it's, it's, it's better to buy now <laughs> it's and it's to better. To, it's cheaper usually to yeah. remodel now too. Well, and there was something else that we were talking about before the show started. Remind me, because it was a really good point um, about uh, buying a house now. Um, anyway, we'll move on. We'll come back to it. But one of the fun things that I wanted to talk about, I just wrote it as a side note, and I told you I wasn't necessarily going to follow the entire script. Um, what While we're talking about selling your house or buying your house, to, let's run through some things you should not do when you're buying a house. Yeah. Um, Important consumer information. This so is consumer if you're PSA. selling a house... Don't list your house on your own. Please get an expert. Well, first of absolutely. All. But yep. people talk to us about that. You want some stranger coming in your house and going through your stuff and may or may not be qualified. Ouch, get a realtor. Yes. Um, but when you're buying a house, please follow what I call the 30-second rule. Don't do anything. And if you have questions on it, call us first. Mm -hmm. And I on my video, I'm like, I don't care if you have chicken or steak for dinner, but don't get married before you buy before you're in the middle of a process. And yes, a few months ago, we had a client that got married two days um, before he closed. He forgot oh to tell goodness. us. But we closed on time. But oh, good for you. <laughs> the, that's a cool story. The wire was already at the title company. We're like, oops, we got to redo some paperwork. Yeah. But don't Explain max why. Because yeah. he's married now. So now- so Texas is a community property state. You. However, if that would have been a VA loan or an FHA loan, that would have been a problem and it would have delayed. We would have had to pull that spouse's credit. We may or may not have had to add him to the loan. There was legal uh, paperwork to sign. 
that may change their interest rate. There's a whole slew of things that may prevented it from even prevented the loan from even closing altogether. So, well, we, and I think we could get a, do a whole podcast just on what could happen if you oh, yeah. don't disclose that you're getting married or getting divorced. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> then you're going to have an attorney to deal with too. But don't move money around. Yeah, don't. It's it's a shell game, and we are going to follow the trail. And so if if you get a gift or you find money on the ground. Please call your favorite lender ahead of time and say, hey, I have this money. Uh, what do I do with it? Stop and make yeah. that call. You know, don't move money. Don't max out your credit cards. Don't, don't buy a car. Don't take your fabulous spouse on a trip of the yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Um, because if it drops your rate, um, that could be a half a point drop rate drop, and then you're not going to be happy. And I know all lenders want their clients to be thrilled. Yep. Yep. There's some big things. Don't make any big purchases. Um, don't make any big life choice, you know, decisions. If it's a big deal and you got to take more than 30 seconds to make a decision. Call your lender. Call us first. <laughs> That's the gist of the video. Um, okay. So, um, we've talked about, um, appreciation a little bit. We've talked about dating the rate, right? Yep. We've talked about how the media creates emotional Destroy, you know, headlight. Yeah, they they <laughs> cause a lot of drama. Okay, and so it is our job to educate the general public yeah. on exactly what the housing market looks like right now in DFW. Um, okay, we've talked about not what we don't want to wait to buy. Okay, now there was something interesting that you said in the meeting um, that I hadn't thought about, and that's um, eroding appreciation. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's talk about, and this is uh, you know, obviously this is. Um, this is, we're talking to our realtors here, right? right? So we're dropping prices and that is going to create an erosion in, in our appraised values. Yep. So let's, let's elaborate on that. So most of the time when I chat with a realtor, they drop the price. It's because they're not getting any showings. And I'm generalizing here. I'm not the expert as a realtor, but in just chatting with the realtors we work with. And what we're trying to really do is attract more buyers. So what we suggest are clients do is work on a special financing strategy. And buyers and sellers right now have two issues when they're when they're selling, they're not getting enough buyers, but overall rates are higher. So clients either cannot qualify on their mortgage because the rate's high, or they can qualify and they don't want that payment. That payment might be two or four hundred dollars higher than they're desiring. So what are we as a lending team going to do to help achieve that client's goals? So when we continue to drop the sales price or the list price, we're the goal is right to attract more buyers and get that home sold. But yeah, we're eroding our appraised values. And if the rates were not this high, that particular home may list and sell just fine. It's not mm -hmm. that that home's not worth it. It's just maybe there's too much competition in their neighborhood mm -hmm. or they're not getting buyers. So yeah. And I, when we drop that, drop the sales price versus drop the payment, which is what we call it, right? Um, then we're eroding that. And that can have a lasting effect because what's going to happen is we're going to have all these eroded appraisal values. Rates are going to drop. Then, then realtors and buy, and sellers don't have to drop the payment, and then we're going to have appraisal issues. Yeah, and they're going to look at the lenders and go, "What's wrong with you? Mm. Why was this house appraised? <laughs> it appraised six months ago." Well, that's because the whole neighborhood dropped the price. Right. So the same thing is we need as to be aware of in the this. previous market where we were upping the price, right. right? And we were doing it faster than the appraisers could keep up with it. Right. By the way, that's not your fault. 
<laughs> I know, but they, they call us and go, what's wrong with your appraiser? Yeah, no, yeah, appraiser. Thrive, I like how you say your appraiser. <laughs> yeah, Thrive has an amazing appraisal t- uh, panel team. But remember, appraisers are licensed. They yeah. have to go by the comps and recent solds and maybe some supporting comps. But appraisers have a responsibility too that's statewide. And so they just can't make up numbers because we decided to drop the price. So, okay, that'll, that segments into a a big topic that I wanted to talk to you about. And that is the, the buy down, buying down the rate. Okay. Cause that's a very popular lending product right now. And, um, I was talking with one of my escrow officers and she said, we've got a lot of deals terminating right now, but I can tell you the ones that are making it to closing is the ones where the seller is offering a buy down rate to the buyer. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's back up and explain because yours is the two one. Well, by, we have we have by, we have multiple. You have multiple, yeah. of course. Of course, you do because you're the loan designer. <laughs> <laughs> and I work for a, I work for a phenomenal company. Shout out to Thrive Mortgage. Right, right. They give us the products, and we go. Well, but I also thought it was really interesting when you told me they take your feedback and help design products based on what you feel are needs. Right? Am I saying yeah. something uh, I can say? Uh, Did I say yeah, that, that right? That, that's right. Did I say that right? My You're thrive, laughing. My Thrive executives are going, oh, what is Patty saying there? Okay. But, do we need to edit this? No, we can, we can keep going because Thrive is amazing. What they do is work to understand the market. And I was in a leadership meeting and our CEO and executive team had some great ideas. We voted on it. We voted on a name. And um, as long as it makes sense financially to the company, sure. right? I mean, we're, we, yeah. we do roll out and develop products to serve the community at that given time when it's needed. Perfect. And our home okay. to home and Thrive Max and Thrive Flex and Thrive 85 are all great examples of that. But I know that's another podcast. Sure, it is. <laughs> it is. Um, so let's refocus on the two down by two one buy down. Let's let's do general buy downs okay. first. Yes. So some clients have a negative re- reaction to points. And it's just because we as a community lenders have not educated the clients on value. Most of the loans that we have today are paying some sort of various points. And I would say to your the person with the fallout comment from your team, I would say the ones that are not falling out are the more of the mortgage advisors, maybe more skilled skilled uh, mortgage advisors to explain the financial impact to their clients. Not that the other ones are not skilled. They are. They carry a license, but it's taking the time to explain that. So on a buy down, you can have a little buy down or a lot of buy down. I was, um, I was walking in here to get prepared for this and a lender said, Questions you should ask your lender. And the number one question that this person put on their social media is, what's the rate? Here's what I say. The rate's not relevant. Oh, that's what I was going to tap into that we talked about before. (laughs) Yes, so important. (laughs) That's not relevant. Yeah. We have to understand what the payment goals are. But if a client calls and says, hey, I want to buy down, I'm like, wait a minute. We have to get your full financial picture. Mm -hmm. Are you carrying a bunch of debt? What's your down payment? How long are you going to live in there? How do you feel? Mm -hmm. I had talked to a client a couple of weeks ago, explained that to him in a very particular way, and he selected a half a point higher in an interest rate because of how he feels. So in a buy down, you can have a buy down a little or a lot. So let's talk about a 30-year fixed. If somebody is nervous 
about the market and their payment and they can't sleep at night, we normally put them on a 30-year fixed buy-down program. And I'm generalizing because we we have a lot of questions sure. that go into yeah. So then it becomes how much. So what can you afford and what do you feel comfortable with? We present options and we look at do we need to go deep on a buy-down or a little buy-down. Some clients on a 30-year fixed buy-down are paying three, four, five thousand. Some are paying thirty thousand. To buy down the rate. To buy down the rate. I worked with a builder not that long ago. You know, I can't quote rates without quoting APR, but we were under five on a 30-year fixed. Not that long ago, 23,000 points. But you know what? The client's like, I don't want to ever have to refinance. Another client picked a higher rate. They're like, we're going to move in three years. Yeah. So why buy that down? So you've got a 30-year fixed buy down, and then you've got a 1-1 buy down. I'll explain that in a minute. A 2-1 buy down and a 3-2-1. So the first number, it says, hey, I'm going to be fixed and discounted one point for one year. So let's talk about a 2-1 buy down because we can go either right, route of that. That's so, the one I hear all the time. Yeah. And, that's, and, yeah. and I'll t tell you why in just a moment. So the 2-1 buy down. So let's make up a rate of 8%. Okay. The first year, the interest rate is 6%. Okay. Second year, it's 7 Yeah. And three years and beyond until you refinance, it's 8%. So it's a temporary buy-down. I think that's what's yeah. important. Yeah. And you know what? I will be so bold with a client to say it's a fake payment for two years because I need to have that client understand that this is temporary. Mm -hmm. Sometimes temporary is a word, but I want to... Make sure they understand it. I'm like, it's just a temporary, right? Yeah. But, but you have well, to use whatever the same language. Thing like a balloon payment, it, it it's temporary, right? right? right. It's going to change later, yeah. whatever the term, you know, whatever term it changes. So it's our responsibility to make sure the client, if rates don't drop, that they're comfortable with that three years and beyond. Okay. However, what I really love about that client, if the customer is emotionally comfortable with it, is so many clients have debt. The average debt, I think, is over $46,000. Do you know I heard that on TikTok? Uh -huh. I love TikTok. I learn a lot. But well, I, I just I was like, I yeah, Googled it. <laughs> well, I'm like, a lot of our clients, this is Dallas. This is Dallas, guys. Here, sorry, Texas. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? <laughs> we all like a lot of stuff. Yeah. We like our cars. We have our student loans. Yeah. But if you can free up $300 or $600 or $800 on your monthly payment and you're focused enough to pay off that debt, right? During this time, not only are you saving money on your mortgage the first year, but you're freeing up that debt, but you're also saving money on 8%, 4%, or 30% on your credit card bills. That's right. So if you present it correctly with a financial strategy in mind, instead of saying, here's the rate and the fees, then the 3-2 or the 2-1 or the 1-1 buy-down is a great solution. Now, Let's talk about cost to buy downs for both programs. On a 2-1 buy down, on a half a million dollar loan without a calculator here, it's going to cost you eight to $10,000 to have the capacity to lock on a 2-1 buy down. Somebody has to pay the cost of that buy down. Right. Because what you're doing is you're deferring the interest. So there's a cost mm -hmm. to do that. Someone's going to pay that. But in the market today, it's easy to ask the seller to pay that. And and see, I like this idea mm -hmm. of a seller offering this incentive as opposed to lo lowering the sales price. All day long. Because I think it helps everyone, right? It doesn't erode. It doesn't lower the sales price to erode appraised right. values, like you said. But it gets the buyer into more comfortable interest rate temporarily. Everybody wins. 
Well, we've run numbers all the way up to about 700000 And if the seller has already reduced the sales price, in every situation I've run numbers, it is cheaper for the buyer to bump up the sales price too. So maybe in MLS, you already have that list price set. You've already reduced it 20 grand. Mm -hmm. Fine, bump it up. Bump it up and instead of offering 500, offered 520. Because even though the buyer is carrying more debt, if they only put 10% down, right? Yeah. The interest that they're going to save over a couple of years in a buy-down program is going to serve them better financially to bump it up. Well, let me be clear. So you're saying Mr. Buyer should go to Mr. Seller and say, I will pay, give you 520 if you'll buy down, do a 2-1 buy down. Oh, yeah. And, and Is that what you're saying? Yeah. and But they don't say 2-1 buy down. So in paragraph 12 of the TREC contract, they would put $20,000 of seller's concessions. Oh, okay. And then, and then the buyer takes those concessions and applies yeah. them to the, to so the, to the program. Here's the confusing Great part. Program. You can do a buy down on a 30-year. You can buy do a buy down on a one, one, two, one, or three, one, right? Because there's that cost associated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you could do a combination, which that really gets confusing. So you might have a two, one buy down where your start rate is 6%, right? Because mm -hmm. six, seven, eight. Mm -hmm. But the buyer's like, oh, can you shave another 200 bucks off the rate or $50 yeah. off the rate? Sure. So we can do a two, one buy down. And then a permanent buy down on top of that. So we're just going into our rate that sheets, makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. And buying it down yeah. a little more. So that's why it's so important to do a financial strategy with our clients. We call our smart home savings plan. And we're really looking at that customer for overall debts. You know, we just helped a client restructure the loan or design the loan. We saved them $1,200 a month cash flow. And they wanted to be able to put food on the table mm -hmm. and take vacations. Mm -hmm. And when we were done, I said, now you've got $400 left over. I want you to start saving for retirement. I know you're only in your 30s, yeah. but you need to start saving for your retirement. And I'm going to follow up with you in 90 days. You know what? I, this is a great golden nugget, okay? And this is something the audience really needs to hear, okay? Not just, I mean, this isn't for realtors. This is everybody that's going to buy a house. It is super important that you use a local lender like Patty Newby. Because if you call 1-800-GIVE-ME-SOME-MONEY, okay? Yeah. The, all they're going to focus on is the rate. That is it. They're going to tell you what the rate is and they're going to lock you into something and you're going to be done. You're going to sign paperwork and you're going to be done. Okay. Yeah. What Patty does is super important. This is what you get when you work with somebody who is responsible for themselves, you know, themselves and their well-being and, and responsible for team and responsible for their, you know, and that actually cares about working with buyers for the long term is they look at your entire financial portfolio and your big picture and they help you find the right situation, the lending situation for you. That is, I cannot tell you how important that is. Look, if you are super experienced in this, mm -hmm. okay, you've bought like 20 houses or whatever, maybe you don't need, you know, the, the breakdown. I mean, well, Patty's saying yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Okay. So, but to have someone take an analysis, to, to take a big picture look, I mean, I've yeah. even been in this world for a long time. And to have someone take a big picture, a 50,000 foot view of the impact. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just use my, one of my rental houses. I do a cash out refi right now. I bought the house in 21. What impact does that have on me and my entire portfolio, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's important because even though I'm in the business, I mean, you could see something I don't see. Well, and you, you know? don't do it every day. 
You know, that is correct. I don't do it every day. That'd be like saying I've bought 20 houses. I don't need a real estate agent. Yeah, I do. Cause that's not my area of expertise. Our clients that have bought many, many houses, they're like, thank you. Why doesn't other lenders do what you do? And you know, I, I just did a video on this myself, but clients need to demand more from the realtors. I'll tell you a bad story. We lost one the other day. I'm like, what? So we were half a point cheaper on the rate. And the client got upset because our house payment was $250 more than the other lender had quoted. Now I'm scratching my head going, the rate is a half a point cheaper. Mm-hmm. How can we be higher? Well, the lender, all they did is they sent him a reach rate sheet. They skipped the uh, MUD. They skipped the HOA. They didn't even tell them, right? They didn't even have it anywhere. So Ruh-roh. they skipped the closing Depending cost. on the neighborhood, that could be a and big amount. And they undercut amount. the property taxes like $180 or Ruh-roh. whatever it was. <laughs> Yeah. But you know what? Clients don't know. They had talked to this lender before they spoke to us, right? Mm -hmm. And they were first-time home buyers. But I think consumers need to demand more. And they are because they're Googling information, which leads us to social media and facts. But don't, if I was a consumer, don't just accept a rate sheet. To me, it's like getting a car receipt, right? Or you're buying a new car and you don't even go out to test drive it. They've told you nothing about how it rides or repairs or anything like that. So make your make your loan officer do the due diligence and show you how to save money and get a little outside the box. And if they're not doing that, for heaven's sakes, call us. Well, sure. I mean, that, you know, I got a little passionate there for a second, but I, I think that, you know, that is such a big help to you people in, in, in that are trying to buy a house, right? They don't know what they don't know. And right. and they don't, they're not in this industry. So they don't have these conversations like right. this all of the time. And they see an advertisement on TV or YouTube. I don't know about TV anymore. YouTube or Facebook. Yeah. Something's following you around on Facebook. And it's call, you know, it's call me 1-800, give me money, you know? And they're like, we're doing a 4% interest rate. Well, what are you going to do as a buyer that has never bought a house before that doesn't know? Well, where's the fine print? You have to be a 780 credit yeah. score and put 10% down. Yeah. And maybe your first time home buyer or you know what? Maybe life happened and you're a 680 credit score. Right. So I think it's super important to work with a knowledgeable lender that actually cares about the people that that they help get into houses, right? And then wants to build those relationships by providing a high level service like like yourself. So thank you for being a part of today for sure. Um, Okay. We're going to have to um, keep, we could talk about social media all day long. You Mm -hmm. and I could. So that might have to be another podcast, but before we wrap up, um, let's leave our realtor audience with some, some value about social media education when it comes to buying and selling a house. You know, um, I put a thing together uh, earlier this year called better together. And I think, I think what we have to do as industry experts, whether you're in title real estate or lending is just educate our community. And when I say that I'm talking about like the DFW area, whatever we consider our community, because I was, I was talking to a really great uh, realtor the other day, and this person spends a lot of time educating their consumer. Well, the problem is they have a buyer. And now the house that they want to buy is not available because that client, who somebody else is working with, the realtor, has not educated them to go ahead and list now. So I think the more we get facts out there that it's a great time to buy and why and run the numbers and get clients to explore options. A, we'll have more homes to buy 
and B, we'll have more buyers to buy those home. And we basically, what we do is we help each other, right? Because mm -hmm. it may not be my buyer or my seller, but maybe I have a client that is getting ready to list and was afraid. And now we have talked to them about why it's a good time to list and how we help with lowball offers, mm -hmm. bump it up. Um, and then they have that confidence along with their good realtor to go ahead and put a sign in the yard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I talk to realtors all the time about being relevant and how do you grow your business through social media and things like that. I mean, and it, it, look, it's consistently consistency. It's you've got to do it more than once a month yeah. <laughs> and it's got to be, you know, a mix of content, right? And you've got to have a history, a track record, right? Just like anything, just like yeah. going to farm a neighborhood, you can't. <laughs> Go put out, you know, do a door knocking campaign one afternoon and call and and be like, okay, now give me a listing, right? So just like anything else, it's it is consistency and um and and it takes time to build, right? But right, yeah. what you could, some things you could do right now. Tell me, I don't know, I'm throwing I'm throwing at the wolves right okay. now, Patty, but I I know it's because you can do it. Give me five topics off the top of your head that you think a realtor should do a 30 second video on right now based on what we're experiencing. And if you need some help, I'll don't, help you. But okay. I don't, you don't, don't need help. Okay, so <laughs> don't worry about a low ball offer. Okay. And, and I'm, this is not the proper words. Rates, I'm just, rates stink right yep. now, but we can get your home sold. Rates stink right now, but we can probably hit the payment you desire. Um, And something about, it's not, we don't want, uh, 30% year over year appreciation when your home sells in an hour. Right. Let's everybody like chill out for a bit. <laughs> it's okay if your house sits on the market for 30 days because when you go to buy a home, you don't want to have to buy a home in a split second either. Right. And and I and I think I would I think we have to do something is sellers want 50,000 more. But when they want to go buy, they want 50000 less. That's right? right. So wait a minute. Where's the disconnect there, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Those were off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a lot more. And, and you know, I talk to realtors and even other lenders that say, oh, I'm not ready. I haven't done it. Well, if you look at my videos, I have different hair color. You know, my phone's ringing. I've seen you sitting on your back, on your back porch steps know, and, you know, doing one with a cup I of coffee. Think all you just have to do is be genuine. You don't have to be fancy. I'm not fancy. Sometimes my hair's all crazy. I had COVID <laughs> hair for a while, you know, during that per period. But I think the people that know, love, and trust you just have to know that you're speaking from the heart. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a call. Let's, it's free to talk. So let's chat. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. I mean, look, I try to, the, the first thing you hear, right? When people, when you talk about video is, I hate how I sound. I hate how I look. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I write notes, what to well, say. Look, I have notes and, too, and, and you know? I do it high level because you cannot write everything down. It has to come from the heart and from the soul. And I don't, I don't spend any time editing my videos. You probably could see that. Yeah. But I don't think you need to do that because then it makes them perfect and that's not no, who we are. No, I have all kinds of videos that aren't done in a studio like this. And Jordan can tell us how many episodes I've done so far of this particular podcast. I think it's, we're creeping up on 60 something, oh, 60 wow. so, so episodes. But when I first started, you know, it didn't run as smoothly as it does now. Right. I learned things along yeah. the way that I wanted to implement to make it better. And so that's the thing is just, you know, Nike, Nike's logo is the or saying is the best. Just do it. Just do it. Even though my hair's in my face matter. right now. Or it doesn't matter. It doesn't <laughs> matter. You. Just be you. Your people already know you, like right. you, and trust you and love you just the way that you are. You too.
Okay. <laughs> well, Patty, thank you so much. You're always a wealth of information. Ooh, I think I, and having the, me. one, one little, I know we're going to wrap up, but one golden nugget, the thing that you have said one thing to me, I mean, you've said a lot of things, but this one had the most impact on me is the fact that I can opt out my cell phone numbers from, from junk calls oh, yeah. on your website. Okay. You can all go to my website. There's no charge, <laughs> no obligation. Go to the little right where the hamburgers are. Yeah. Click down and opt out. Uh, save yourself about a hundred spam calls. I talked to other people that have spoken on their lenders. They're like, why didn't they tell me that? They don't, I don't tell know. you that. They but don't tell you to, that. Go to the loandesigner.com and you can opt out there. It's free. Well, the one thing that people have to understand that I did not understand is when you apply for a loan, Oh, your phone oh. number, like people, lenders buy lists of credit of people who have applied for credit. We've tried taking the phone number out, that we've tried taking the email out. They're called trigger leads. There is legislation, to my understanding, that is trying to get to prevent that, but it's not getting signed. Imagine that. But, um, you know, when you go from, what, $4.4 trillion in mortgage industry to one four one six whatever. It's a very big, it's, yes, it's very gonna different. It's going to be yeah. a little chaotic. So opt out, avoid yeah. those spam calls. Yeah, because I'm telling you, you will get a lot. What do you think is going to happen them? when rates drop? Oof. Ooh, ooh. Okay. Anyway, opt out. Okay. That's opt and, then, out. and use Patty. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you again so much. I value our relationship so much. So thank you. I appreciate right. you. And thank you so much for joining us on another episode. Again, I'm your host, Tamara Gady. <laughs> if you like my content, you're really going to love my escort team. So let's get a conversation going about your title needs and make it a great day. Mm-hmm.